You can find inspiring stories almost anywhere. For instance, check out the co-founders of Girls Who Do Interiors. This Miami-based design company was started by three friends when they were still in school. And right from the start, they turned to Chase for Business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards. And they handled them all in one place with the Chase mobile app. It's so important to have that kind of help when you're just starting out. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi. If you're liking other people's pockets, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and tell a friend about it. It really helps our show. Wait, so how much do you have in savings? Eh? Wait, are you kidding me? Put it on the table. <laughs> I don't have that much money in savings. I just have enough for a rainy day. Which is how much? That's really stressful. This episode is about a topic I find fascinating, couples' finances. How we split the bills when we live with someone can be a topic of endless discussion. Do we have a joint account? Do we pay off each other's loans? Or is my money completely off limits to you? Today, I'm talking to a couple we're calling D and A who have been together about a decade. We're just using initials because they wanted anonymity in order to be able to talk openly about their finances. I first met DNA when my husband Jesse and I lived across the alley from them in Los Angeles. It's always been so clear they're very much in love and also very unafraid to call each other out in real time. They each have very different money histories and somewhat opposite approaches to handling money, which is super interesting to hear about given that they're engaged now. I'm Maya Lau, and this is Other People's Pockets, the show where I ask people how much they make and how their finances work, so the questions we all have about money can be a little bit less of a mystery. So for background, the way we met is that we were neighbors Mm -hmm. in Echo Park. Mm -hmm. We... Made like, towards the end of our living there, we got to hang out with you guys. And yep. 
that the was, very That was end. a highlight, yeah. And we hated that y'all were leaving because y'all were kind of mean at first. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all thought y'all were better than us. We're like, you're like, you guys live in that own little brick apartment building. <laughs> and we here in this random house right here in this alleyway because it was all big and up on the hill and all cute. Looking looking down on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. then we no, no, no. The real truth is, is that everybody goes up that alley the wrong way. And that we just knew that that was just the hood thing. Like if you live there, <laughs> mm-hmm. you knew you could come yeah. off of Glendale and turn up there and I think Jesse was like you can't go that way and I'm like who the hell is this new ass neighbor a white man at that talking about tell us we can't go this way so mm-hmm. I was and then we were like we hated y'all ever since we're like you're new here you don't even know <laughs> was like we know Duh, mm-hmm. this is the thing to do but then we loved y'all at the end and guess what now they have signs up you can't do it oh. they put signs up we literally can't come up that way anymore because of the sign because of the sign you shouldn't have given I us saw the sign. alcohol. Um, I was going to ask you to identify yourselves, but you can't really do that. I'm D. And I'm A. Okay. So, yeah, in just one sentence each, identify, like, who are you and what do you do and what okay. are you about? D. Because we got to go DNA. I'm D. I'm um, a director, producer, and I direct and produce partner customer stories for uh, corporate videos. And I write scripts, and I have a dog, and I'm 42. That's not even a real age. That's okay. the crazy I'm part. I'm 43. <laughs> this is really hard. <laughs> Wait, was that intentional? That what? you, like... Lied about my so, age? Yeah. No. no. I'm <laughs> shy. Um, yeah, and that I'm was shy. Cute. That was really cute. Is that is that the kind of details sure, you're right yeah. That's my first podcast. Well, I'm a. I like to have a good time. I like long walks on the beach. I am a bartender sometimes. Sometimes I'm a fit group fitness instructor. And overall, I'm from D.C., kind of like a L.A. native now. I've been here for a while. And D is my fiancé that I love. <gasps> Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. When did you guys get engaged? Two years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did know like that. that. <laughs> well, the truth is the truth, and it should set you free. <laughs> okay. So, since this episode is going to be focused on couples' finances, mm-hmm. okay. tell me more about your relationship. How did you meet? How long have you been together? Okay. So, we've been together eight years. We don't count the two messy years, as Dee would like oh. to say. Mm-hmm. Were those the two years that just happened just now? No. <laughs> too messy in the beginning. Could you imagine if it was two messy years right now? No. <laughs> Hell no. And we met here in L.A. because I was planning to move here, but I came here on a girl's trip with uh, two of my friends. It wasn't even supposed to be that way. I actually was coming with a really good friend of mine for my birthday, and we convinced another friend to come with us from D.C. because that's where I was living at the time. And my friend was like, oh, I'm going to visit D. Couldn't make it, yada, yada, yada. Like, I have a flight credit. I'm like, you should come with me. You should come with me to L.A. We're going to have a good time, blah, blah. So we all come. The first night, she was like, D is shooting a music video tonight. You want to go? And I was like, hell yeah. We were like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Because you got that flight adrenaline like mm-hmm. trip somewhere mm-hmm. new kind of thing. So we got here. D and I did not like each other. Mm. Off break. Mm-mm. Really? She's nope. rude. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> See, but you thought we were rude. And <laughs> you were wrong. It's her. 
It's her. Everybody else is the meansies. The mean girls. I like bubbly people, and she was I'm not bubbly? Because bub- I'm not bubbly, so I like bubbly. Uh-huh. And she did not come in bubbly. She came in spicy. I'm spicy and I'm from though. the South, and I don't like spices. You like something, because it was... Okay, so that was 10 years ago, so okay. I don't like spicy, air quotes. And then... She ended up being our tour guide for days unintentionally. We actually had a rental car, but she was like, let's go here. Let me take you to this place. Let me take you to that place. And it was really, really nice. And she had a girlfriend at the time who I ended up meeting on the trip because there was nothing there. Like, we didn't know. And then I think one day we were at the cantina in West Hollywood. We were all drinking. And I went to the restroom and my best friend texted me while I was in the bathroom and said, D says you're really mean and that you won't make it in LA. Whoa! And I came out the bathroom like turned up. I'm like, oh, that's what I didn't even give it a, a beat. It was like, go. I was like, oh, that's what you that's what you think about me. So she was like, come sit down. Let's talk about. Let's let's talk. Let me get to know you. So we sat across from each other for like this is a true story. Three to four hours, and we just went on and on and on and on and on. And I just remember thinking like, oh wow, she cute. Wait, were She's you, cool. that was a flirt? Or Which part? The mean thing you said about I don't her. even think she was flirting. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. So what I was your I intention of saying that? I don't remember. I just remember her giving me a lot of attitude. And I don't think that she's mean, she won't make it L.A. like went together. I just meant like her personality didn't seem like L.A. to me. Mm-hmm. And I and and she was just mean. So those were two <clears throat> separate things I was putting but together. But you really felt it was yeah. necessary to yeah. share. Yeah. So it sounds like oh she's mean. Mean people don't live in California. That's not what I meant. I meant like or L.A. I was like she's mean, and I don't even see her living here. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. So then fast forward. You clearly fell in love, and you're together, and you live together now, and you're. Gonna get married. Yeah, correct. It was, it was a ride. Something happened. I flew. I, I got. I f- flew back and forth to DC uh, for about two years, and then so we had a two-year long-distance relationship. And then mm-hmm. she moved here, and I got out of my relationship. And you know how lesbians do. I packed my bags and moved. It was in. six months later. She was moved in, child. <laughs> What's the age difference between you two? Eight, Eight years. years. Okay. Say more about what each of you do for money and, like, what was your path to getting there? Girl, I feel like I'm still on my path. I haven't figured it out. I'm just still on an L.A. journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly on an L.A. journey of, like, survival and hustle. Mm -hmm. I have so many things in me that I would like to pursue and do. Well, now let me not beat up on myself because I've done a lot of things here that Mm -hmm. I would have never done had I been trapped in like corporate America where I was on the East Coast. But when I came here, I thought I was coming here to do something that I had done in D.C., which was like event planning, some PR stuff. I went on a couple of interviews. I even had like a second interview getting really, really close. Nothing. And I was like, OK, so this is not my path. So then I kind of resorted to going back to something else I knew, which was like bartending. So back when I first moved here, I li- literally did everything. Promotional modeling, brand ambassador, acting here and there, extra work. I did anything to survive, even property management, because that's how you guys know us. We Mm -hmm. lived in that building for six years where I was a property manager. And then now currently I'm still bartending, but seasonal, which is amazing because I call myself a teacher. I have a teacher schedule. And then 
Uh, I'm still doing group fitness, so I teach like hit classes. I did spin classes for a while, so that's where I am now. Did I miss anything? Because you know, I really have like oh oh oh, and right now I'm producing a film that D wrote and is gonna direct. So oh, I'm nice. getting paid for that as well. Oh, so awesome. I literally have like a. So now you guys will actually work together. Yeah, yeah. Which sometimes we do do. I hired yeah. her. Yeah. Oh lord, here we go. <laughs> no, um, so. I guess the backstory, well, what I do is um, I started off as an editor when I was in L.A. First, out of college, I, I managed a, a store for eight years at Levi's. And they gave me a store out here in the Lamo after I graduated college. So that's what got me to L.A. because I knew after I graduated from film school, I wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. So I worked um, as a manager for three years, and I had a successful actor friend at the time who knew what I really wanted to do. And he was like, quit your job. Just, you got to quit. So um, I quit and I freelanced for so long. So I was doing editing videos. I was directing music videos. After that, I did some producing for a company for another uh, boutique agency. And um, now I'm at this job. On a, for my side gig, like, I sell my clothes, my shoes, I make clothes, whatever I can do in the fashion world. Nice. How much do each of you make? I'm at a bar park of like 115000 I'm at like eighty-six. And how do you feel about... The fact that you make more, eh? I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't even think about it like that because I feel like it sounds like a lot of money. The other day I looked on, I used this app to make sure I'm like following. I was like, let me make sure I'm saying the right number for real, for real. And when I looked, I was like, well, it sounds great, but it's seasonal. So during the summertime, my income like right now slows down so much, you know, so like sounds great until you're not working for a couple of months at a time. So I guess I never really think about making more money necessarily because I feel like I don't spend a lot of money. That makes sense. Sometimes I I get a little offended that she makes more money um, in a sense that I'm older. Mm -hmm. But living in L.A. has helped me not like want want to keep up with the Joneses because before when I I lived in D.C., um, I just felt like I needed to go to a certain school and I need to have a certain lifestyle. And it did bother me for a while when I moved here, seeing the type of cars and the homes that people lived in. But I think because I surround myself with people who either make a shit ton of money or like I have a good balance, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, of friends that I, I'm comfortable with where I am because I know what I, I'm going to have later. Mm-hmm. So for now, with A, making more money, the only time that it really like shows its head is when she has to buy things for me over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Like food or she's taking care of things, but she's never had to take care of my bills. You know what I mean? So, But sometimes like... She'll want things and I can't afford them, you know. So those those like times, as a gift. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do pretty good at gifts, but those, I do. Huh? I do. What? 
I want gifts that you don't buy. Because I feel like that's going to buy gifts No, it's not even like a gift that she says, ooh, it's like Mm -hmm. passive things that she's like, I want to go here. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn. And you'd love to be able to just be like, yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. So those times it affect me, but I don't have insecurities about her being younger because she's really smart and I respect that. And and that's why, you know, I'm with her because she has those, she's good in those areas that I'm not. So I just wish, like I said, I could do more sometimes. How do you guys figure out your finances as a couple? Do you have any joint accounts or separate? How do you figure out what's ours and what's mine? Everything's separate mm-hmm. because we're not married yet. And um, she's very, 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 very strict on her money. And I am very, very secretive. <laughs> <laughs> secretive and loose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and loose with my money. So it's a secret. She doesn't want me a part of her money uh-huh. because of the strict, you know, rule she has of how she maintains it. And I don't want her to be right. a part because I don't want nobody knowing right. what the fuck I'm buying. Right. Because I can see her right now being like, you got enough money for us to go get oysters. <laughs> Don't play. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's a silly example, but I know that D would be like, but you got money. And it's, right. it's secret to Mm-mm. the point of like, I saw her open her bank account and I took a look yeah. and she like moved yeah. it. Yeah. One time we shared <laughs> how much and when I found out mm-hmm. how much, I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not taking you out to eat exactly. no more. Exactly. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Uh-uh. Wait, but so you, you, li- you live... As though you're roommates, right? Because you, like, split the rent, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You we split, split everything. Do you have, like, we are going to spend X amount on groceries and we're going to split in half? Or is it like, I'm going to buy groceries today and then next week, oh, I'll buy them because you bought them last week. No, and but whatever. she's terrible and she's going to be mad, I tell her. T- uh, this. But she's terrible to the point where if we go into a Target and she buys something <laughs> and I pick it up, I have to Venmo her the money for no, what I picked up. No, not every single thing. A Come lot on. of times. If you look at our Venmo <laughs> and our Zelle, my Zelles be like $7 to her. <laughs> You've Zelled $10. You've Zelled $12. I can't believe you even She's trying to play me. She's extremely strict <laughs> with that kind of money. And we've had fights and stuff about that because... Like, well, just recently, she just took me out to dinner three days in a row, and I'm on the moon. Because, like, she didn't ask me to sell her or Venmo her half the bill. But she will later. No. <laughs> yeah. No, she probably the end of the plot- month. <laughs> she's probably plotting because I've made breakfast two days in a row. Exactly. So, I'm like, oh, okay. so maybe I'm in there working for my food. You are. <laughs> so does it, like, make you feel like, ooh, it's special because it's like we're taking each other on dates? How does that? Well, for me, it feels positive sometimes because sometimes I'm like, I know that she's going to take me out because we switch up. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I bought, we had a nice Indian dinner. Now we're on to a week later. If I don't feel like cooking, she doesn't feel like cooking. It's like, okay, I guess we'll go to the oyster bar. So sometimes it is nice because we have that like bounce back Mm -hmm. and forth Mm -hmm. off of each other. And just to... Go back to what she said. <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically, I do it because <laughs> will spin her bread. And then if we go in the store, it's like, I just got to keep on doing this. So I'm like, uh-uh, run me my money. Run me my money. <laughs> no, she's done it for a long time. My love language is gifts. Mm. I buy really good gifts. Mm-hmm. There's not a gift that I don't have. Gifts is not my and love language. And do you want to get gifts as your love, like your receiving love? Language? I do, but I would rather it be a gift that I 
was surprised with. Mm-hmm. Like, I want right. to know how much she knows me or how right. much she's been listening to right. what I want. Right. So it's not necessarily like, can you buy me this? Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't buy it, like, right. you know, it's more so shoes, clothes. Like, I just want to see if she knows my style and like right. what I like and just bring me stuff. What's your love language? Definitely not gifts and materialistic what is it, items. Like actions or? I think it's. Um, Acts of service. Acts of service. Mm-hmm. Well, how does that go back to like your money, your separate money upbringings? We were just talking about this. I think that I came from a mother that would taught us about credit so early. When I was 16 or 17, she took me to a credit union and opened me up a bank account. And she explained why she was opening up a bank account. I had a little summer job, summer counselor. She forced me to pay this little $68 cable bill, which I'll never forget, $68. (laughs) And she was like, I'm teaching you about responsibility. Mm -hmm. You have to pay it on time. You're making money now. You have to contribute to the household, blah, 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 blah. When we went to the credit union back then, $250, it sounds funny now, but like I got a credit card. It was either $150 or $250. And she's like, this is going to help you start your credit, but also teach you about responsibility and stuff like that. So I credit her all the time, no pun intended, on like starting me on that path because honestly, it never, you know how sometimes parents do something and it kind of harms you? It helped me Mm -hmm. because she was so particular about you know, spending money, saving money. She always said, have money for a rainy day, yada, 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 along with like traumatic experiences I've had. I feel like that has what that's what helped me along the way think about how I'm spending and things like that. And I'm the complete opposite. I had no financial literacy taught to me when I was growing up. I, the only thing I was taught was if you don't have it, you don't need it. So I've never had a credit card. I just got a credit card at the age of 41. I never had credit because I didn't know. And has had to teach me, you know, how much to spend on a credit card and, how, you know, when to pay it back and, like, you know, how to get credit. So I didn't, you know, we, I grew up where we, if we wanted it and we had the money, we just, we just bought it. And no savings and, you know, cars. We didn't go get a car and make payments. I've, I'm 43 and I've never had a car payment. I've just been taught to buy the cars, mm-hmm. you know. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients. Each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. JPMorgan Chase Bank 
NA member, FDIC, copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And have you had any experiences that made you scared about money or like before and after moments in learning about money or how you wanted to deal with it? COVID. COVID Mm. was probably the scariest because I was freelancing up until COVID and I liked the way I made money. I was my own boss and I was proud to say like I haven't worked in six years for anybody and I'm my own boss. And also getting older with, like, no retirement and, you know, health insurance and, you know, things like that. So after COVID, you know, everybody got a little bit of money and we went crazy, you know, or you didn't. You saved and you're smart. But you, we blew it. And then at the end of that, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I don't have anything. So I had to do something I hadn't done in years, which was apply to a job, which is why now I'm starting off so low as what I make, you know, as a director producer. I have a traumatizing story. I had started this job. I was within the 90 days of like health insurance benefits. How old were you? Maybe 20, actually, now that I think about it, because I just remembered how I spent my birthday. And when I first turned 18, I remember buying this car. It was cheap. I had a car note. I traded it in, bought another car, had a car note, no big deal. Traded it in, got another car note. But now I had an SUV and it was more money monthly. No big deal, right? Because I wasn't paying a lot in rent back then, whatever. Well, I was having like some type of heart issue, chest issue or something that to this day we don't know. But back then it had me in the hospital for two weeks, almost three weeks. And because I was in the 90 days working at this new position, no benefits, Mm. no nothing. So when I got out of the hospital, I had a bill of like 50 something thousand dollars in just hospital bills. My My car note was behind, had no money saved. 
Um, I had to take another week off of work because I couldn't go right back to work. So, like, I ended up getting my car repossessed. And I was telling, I was just telling a story to our friends the other day because we talked about, like, wedding stuff, saving money and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I said, I feel like sometimes that sits in the back of my mind because it was embarrassing. Like, I'd never been in a situation like that where... I come from a mom that's like, save your money. Mm-hmm. But I was too busy partying back there. I was having fun. I was like not even thinking that anything like that would happen. And then it happened. Mm-hmm. And I had to file bankruptcy. Like I literally had to start all over again to be like, what am I going to do? And now looking back, I mean, it would have been like a student loan debt, really. But it was just like starting over in a just a really cringe position. Yeah. And so I think that really kind of dictates how I move yeah, about absolutely. now, too. You're, you're not, like, fucking around. Exactly. You're like, I'm going to save my money. And yeah. then living in living here, too, it's yeah. like anything can happen. Yeah. We have no family here. We have no one to fall back on. God forbid if something happens right now and she loses her job, like, d- d- unemployment is not going to help mm-hmm. you. No one is going to be here. If you don't have any money saved, this is how I feel. I'm mm-hmm. like, it falls on one person, mm-hmm. and it's not fair. So I'm always preaching about, like, saving your money, making sure that we're not just throwing money at strippers (laughs) and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I've never paid a stripper. You ain't never paid a stripper. No. I have. I've been too shy. I was too shy in the strip club. So I never. I definitely have. My homeboys would give me the money. I'm like, no, I can't do it. (laughs) They got my picture plastic. (laughs) So, wait, speaking of savings, do you have savings? And if so, is it at all considered joint or is it like i'm sorry if if d has a problem like sorry i'm not gonna no, help d, you. d has a problem that's I'm, interesting you just said that if d has a problem i'm helping okay now, i can't help like <laughs> i'm not gonna help to the point that like if d has a problem but then we have a problem i can't do anything does that make sense no no so like if d has a problem we like a couple hundred dollars no big deal. If yeah. like, we we'll have survive. a problem together, you're saying you can't cover D's problem and your problem? Yeah, like, if... I don't even have a good example because it's not coming to my mind. But or if it's like D spent too much on shoes. I'm not, not Why do you got to start their mind? You ex- said shoes first. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> not happening. Not happening. Because A yeah, is not... Sure, sure. I'm not really... But if it's, like, legitimate. Yeah, if it's something serious... And like she couldn't, she we gotta pay rent, we gotta mm-hmm. pay bills, she's gotta eat. Like I'm not busy. Well, I got my savings. He ain't gonna do nothing. I can't do nothing for you. It's never gonna happen. So but how I'm much- a hustler though. Like- she doesn't even know sometimes when I go on my savings to help us out because we don't even have that conversation. I would. Cre- oh. Huh? Say what? it again. She doesn't even know when I go into my savings to yeah. provide. Like I'm not telling her. Like just so you know, that came out of my savings. We never have that conversation. Oh. Did you know that? No. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. It was taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you seem like you expect her to do that. I, yeah, like, because she should expect me to do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, father's diet was like the biggest time I was able to provide for her because she had just moved to L.A. and she didn't have enough money to get a ticket for like the next day to go back to see her father. And I was able to financially provide for her to you know get over there and and me come over there after her Mm -hmm. and I mean and that's been one instance out of never but like I I, for me that's how I 
expect a relationship to be, you know? Like, yeah, we do live like roommates, and it's and it's not cool, and, like, that's not how I want to live, you know? But um, don't wait for me to make the big bucks to, like, now we join, you know? I want to <laughs> yeah. see what, yeah. you know, what the energy is yeah. now. Yeah. And so if she says she'll take care of me, then I sh- I, I'm not out here living reckless, like, yeah, she got it, whatever, yeah. you know, because— <laughs> You I'm not living reckless. <laughs> Come on. Hey, you just cocked no, your no, head. T- head you. No, you got to speak on that. You just can't make faces. I can make faces. I got nothing to say. Am I living reckless? And you mean, taking care it's, of me? It's, no, I'm definitely not taking care of you. I just, some things that <laughs> will do that I wouldn't do. That's all. Like I was what? just making faces. Like, she'll spend her money on things she shouldn't spend money on. And then, like, not budget for the rest of, the, you know, the month or the time. And I'm like, oh. Oh, but you got some new sneakers. That's no secret. We talk like that. You only live once. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She'll buy me a, a new bag, and I'm like, huh? How did this even... I didn't even ask for this. So I think, like, when you go back to love language, like, she really likes taking care of me, taking mm-hmm. care of herself, taking care of other people. And maybe that's her love language, but it's definitely not mine. Mm. Wait, so how much do you have in savings? Eh? are you kidding me put it on the table (laughs) I don't have that much money in savings I just have enough for a rainy day which is how much that's really stressful it's not that much money it's under 10,000 can I say that yeah okay over five under 10 okay okay I have two thousand yeah Um, do you guys have debt? I have, I have a ton. Oh, I have debt because I have a car note. Mm-hmm. But like how that's much? It. Uh, I don't have a ton. I don't know. Like maybe now twenty eight thousand or something. Mm-hmm. It's a. I've only had it a year, so it's mm-hmm. like a newer car. Yeah. But I, other than that, I don't have any debt. Yeah, I started at forty, but I have money down, and then like I've been paying on it in mm-hmm. a year and a half, I guess. What about you? I have like 7000 My loans were forgiven. Like student loans? Yeah, my student loans nice. were forgiven. But they might come back, so right, we right. don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just paid off a credit card thanks to <laughs> She helped me. It, it felt like I was never going to pay that off. But when I moved out here in early 2009, I moved my sister with me. Mm-hmm. Within four months before the lease was up, she was, you know, not happy. I think somebody tried to break in. I had met a girl at the time. She lived closer to my job, so I was always over her house. So I was never there with my sister while she was... And I just came home one day, and she's like, I'm leaving. And I was like, leaving where? And she's like, I'm going back to the East Coast. And I was like, we have four more months. Mm -hmm. And so she decided to up and leave, and I owed them Mm $1,900 for, like, leaving. And 13 years later, the sheriff went to the owner of my company's home in Santa Barbara and knocked on their door and said, we have papers to garnish these wages. So now they want $12,000. So they've been garnishing my wages until I can get a garnish exemption or something. So I'm working on that. So that's that's, that's stressful. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Like, come on. For an so it was like 1900 ballooned to $12,000. Yeah. So apparently, like, they have been opening the case and just, like, passing it along to different people, to 
different lawyers, I guess, and it landed on some sharks I hear. And because I kind of Googled them to find out who it was, I called them and asked them, could I settle it? And she was just like, if you'd have answered the phone. And the crazy thing about it was that I never had any paperwork. Nobody came to my door. I had no idea this was still going. I thought things like that ended after seven years, you know, so I didn't know what was going on. So I'm trying to do some exemption stuff to it, and hopefully they'll give me a court date and they can get out of my pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if anyone has, like, housing lawyer resources, let us know. Um, Wait, so we're drinking Aperol spritzes, Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it is time to (laughs) re-up. Um, Let's do it. Wait, really quick. What is your what are your proportions for Aperol spritz? I don't really have proportions. So with me, with drinking and cooking, I don't do recipes. I don't do portions. I'm a heavy pour. Okay. I just mentally know how much I'm pouring. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like. I try not to do as much sugar, so I don't do as much Aperol. Oh, okay. I do more you Prosecco, do more Prosecco. Okay. and club soda to kind of even it out. Okay. How does it feel? Great. Okay. I love it. Good. You, don't, you love guys it. don't have any ice, though. Oh, we should. We oh, Yeah, Dan's going to get some more ice. Okay, oh. he's on it. Dan's Thanks, Dan. the man. Thank you. <laughs> All right, amazing. What ended up really attracting you to each other and making you want to be in a relationship? Well, she told you her side, and you know there's three sides to every story. Three sides. <laughs> Hers, the truth, and the truth. So I'll tell you the truth. So the crazy thing is, is that we lived... In the same state, I lived in D.C. for eight, almost eight years, and we had the same mutual friend, and we never met. Mm. And so um, when she brought her, I was going through a place where my partner at the time was, like, not inspiring. They were lazy. They smoked a lot of weed, and they were young. So I was, like, missing a connection, mm-hmm. you know? So I was already mentally out of the mm-hmm. relationship anyways. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, was alone here, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd been, it's hard here. I was sharing bills yeah. and sharing responsibilities with somebody. Our mutual friend brought Inet, or they came together hey. because we was planning to come here for her birthday. When they came together, she introduced us. Like I said, I didn't like her. and But then when I... <laughs> Let's underline that point. Her friend harsh. was nicer. I don't know that we got that. Very so harsh. you were on the fence. Her friend was nicer, but her friend was a, a heterosexual. Uh, a hetero. Her friend was heterosexual. <laughs> hetero. And... and so I didn't like her like that. I just mm. enjoyed conversation right. with her because she was friendlier. Mm. And so when A and I sat in front of each other, I just remember the light hitting her little brown <gasps> eyes. And I was like, wait, she's actually really pretty. So I wanted to see more. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, OK. So I started talking to her. And when I was talking to her, it just felt like something I was missing, like home, mm. the East Coast, you know, mm-hmm. that. And so I, I drew that connection, you know, and awkwardly we had to go back to my house with 
you know, my girlfriend at the time. So it was like back and forth. And, and Wait, you had to go back to your yeah, house? Yeah, because I was hosting them and they oh, were right. hanging okay. out at my— Right. But at the end of the day at the bar, we were like riding in a car holding hands. <laughs> Whatever, whatever. And so that's when I flew back and forth. But what kept me interested was that she was smart. She um, had her shit together at such a young age. She worked for the government over in D.C. I thought that was unique. She wasn't an artist, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was interested in that. And she was fun. And then when she moved over here... You know, we had dated for a few months before we decided to move in together. Mm -hmm. And after that, I just saw the way she handled business. Mm -hmm. And she kind of made the house feel like a home, you know, like if I gave her money, she had the bills organized. And I was like, okay, I could live like Mm -hmm. this. And then today she's like, you need to pay. (laughs) You need to go to the grocery store sometime. I'm tired of. So... That's not even my voice. So I don't even know why <laughs> she's doing that. I'm tired of paying the bills and feeling like. <sighs> I just want to come home and give her a check and like let her everything take care of come itself. Come home and give me you a know? check then, but I'm gonna take a percentage off the top. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just want. You to, don't like, want to have to think about the money. No, I don't, and not because. Uh, I just think she's better at it, and just like things in the, around the house that I'm better at, she doesn't yeah. want to do. You know, I take better care of our dog, and I take better care of the things around the house. You know, those are fighting words, <laughs> literally fighting words. I take better care of the dog. I do. He loves me. Okay, but when if we go to the grocery store, she's gonna look at every price. Mm-hmm. Of the eggs Mm -hmm. versus what they were last week Mm -hmm. versus what they are today. Mm -hmm. She'll whip out the coupon. She's got the app. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to save us money. I'm going in there (laughs) and I'm like, I think this is what we get. And I'm just throwing it in the the thing. So it's like I lack all of that, like, you know. Practicality. Yeah. Yeah. But when she needs to, like write an email i sit there and i'll type up her email you know what i mean so like we lean on each other for that the only thing is is that she's just tired of being what she calls domestic and like handling the you know Mm. i don't know how much con service is she's (laughs) got to tell me how much like if she were just like god forbid like incapacitated or like gone for two months i would you wouldn't know no i i definitely would know i'm not that gone Okay, so you know, like, who to contact, how much to pay. Absolutely. (laughs) We're getting a reaction here. (laughs) Shocked. I'm a lazy thinker. I'm not dumb. Like I think about this all the time. I would definitely do it. I would take care of business. Come on, let's be real. I would have to go into her email, (laughs) but I'm resourceful. She is resourceful, that's true. I would go into her email and find out what she paid last month and, like, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. 
whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What did you end up liking about D? Literally almost the same thing because it was the opposite. I was mm -hmm. like, we sat down in her living room. She was showing us music videos. I'm like, ain't nobody in D.C. doing music videos. Okay, so that was cute. I'm like, she's so creative and talented versus the, everybody over there was doing like the same thing I was doing. And then I like that when we sat down at the cantina, it was so easy. We talked about our families. We talked about what we wanted to do in the long run. We kind of really talked about like my dreams and aspirations. And it was really just a natural connection for us. We always say we were, we were like soulmates because when we really sat down, it was so authentic. Mm -hmm. It was so genuine. There was no shadiness. It was just like, Oh, you think I'm a bitch? Cool. Like, and then it was just like, why do you think I'm a bitch? And then we talked about it. And, it, <laughs> and then it was like flowers. Seriously, like, yeah. it was like it blossomed into yeah. something so yeah. beautiful mm -hmm. and so random. And so, like, I could go on and on and on about what I liked about her. But those were the most important things. Yeah. Is there anything about getting married that you think will be different financially together? And is there anything that scares you about the financial aspect of actually being married. Yeah, um, I think, like, she and I, like she said, we're here alone. It's just us. If anything happens, you know, it's her responsibility to get me back home to my family and vice versa. So marriage is a huge part of, like, 
you know, being a lesbian and being able to have that power and that, or that say over the family to be able to take care of each other. In a nutshell, if I passed away, she needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So my life insurance should mm-hmm. be in, you know, mm-hmm. in her hands, you know. And so she should have that not only because she's my partner, but because she's been all I had for the past eight to ten years, you know. And I say eight to ten because we've known each other for ten, mm-hmm. been together for eight. Mm-hmm. Too messy. <laughs> Every other two messy years. Mm -hmm. I do want to grow financially as far as like my responsibilities and like be able to be in a position for her to be comfortable with me, you know, like knowing that like if something was to happen to her that I would take care of her financially and that I could, you know what I mean? So like having joint accounts, maybe having somebody monitor how much I spend. Now it would be an uproar (laughs) until therapy But it would help me be a better person and maybe on the other end help her loosen up. You know what mm, I mean? Because like trust. Yeah, a bit more. exactly. Yeah. Loosen up and purchase some nice things Ooh. for yourself. You know, she literally has oh, like no. purchasing guilt. Like she'll buy mm-hmm. something and just be like, I think I should take these back. Like mm-hmm. two pair of shoes at $200 a piece is like. She just bought a house mm-hmm. and she really wants to take the yeah. house back. Yeah. And it's like, you, it's $200. Take, wear your shoes. The bottom's falling off your old pair. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm I'm kind of like um, insecure about why I purchased so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. shoes specifically because mm-hmm. I was picked on a lot about my shoes when I was growing up. You know, I, I, I couldn't afford shoes. Or I used to buy the Bobos or what they call it or whatever, or the pick and pay joints mm-hmm. or like. And so now I can buy and afford whatever shoe I want mm-hmm. and I'm going to buy them. And mm-hmm. I have too mm-hmm. many. And mm-hmm. but I am. How many a, pairs of shoes do you have? That's, Over 600 pair. That's like asking me how many, how much is my savings. But I'm trying Wait, to so, so I'm how do you, sell them. Where do you put them? Exactly. That's a lot. Exactly. Storages. <laughs> and guess who sacrifices? I sacrifice. Because every time we move, I have the smallest closet. <laughs> we pay for a joint storage unit together. She you pay for storage just for your shoes? In addition what, to another storage and storage under the bed and the bigger closet. And <laughs> and she has a storage in her mom's attic in North Carolina. It's too much. Okay, wait. <sighs> Questions. Um, I what? felt real judged right here. You are because you, you played me, so <laughs> it's back on you now. What size are you? <laughs> Eight and a half in men. Ten women. Oh. That's my size. <laughs> oh, Lord. Come get some. Come get some. We've got a future hands. collector wait, so- on our hands. Are you at all afraid that she's going to spend all your money? No, I would no. never do not that. all. But like that. I wouldn't even touch her money. Mm-hmm. No, but like if you have theoretically, a joint if account? you have a joint account. Yes, I do think that. I don't. I do think like it's going to be like a, I, I had to buy it. I had to buy this. No, 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 no. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't spend her money because I would be cognizant of the fight. That I would have to go through, uh, you know, I would make sure that what I put in is what I'm taking Mm -hmm. out because it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. And I'm not like that. I wouldn't do that. What kind of wedding do you guys want? And what's your wedding budget? I was hoping we didn't even go here. It's like you knew what was going to get me all riled up. Okay. (sighs) 
I'm not even trying to have a wedding. I feel like this is very traditional. In a perfect world, would like have a family. We'd have a wedding. What it is for me is justifying after the pandemic how much money it costs to get married. Like that drives me nuts. But we've crossed the bridge through therapy. We've agreed that we will have a wedding because it is important to her. Also, it is important to me that we get married. But we agreed that we will have a budget of thirty thousand, kind of, but maybe not go over like 40 because apparently most of our friends say like there's no way you can do a wedding that's going to cost you less than 40,000 with 100 people and we had originally like 200 people and I've chopped it chopped it a lot I would sacrifice you know city hall joint I would take one of those if I could have a good party but Mm -hmm. the party is the money you know um My own tradition feels like she got the ring. She got the proposal. Like, I've never had the fantasy, you know, of my dad walking me down in a white dress. So give me the damn wedding. Right. You know what I mean? Which I do agree. So it's like I want that one moment where I don't have to do any work and I could just show up and everybody's there with me and all my friends can party and see something really nice. You know what I mean? Okay. We've talked about what... D indulges in financially a bit, which is shoes and other things. A, what do you indulge in financially? Food, restaurants. I'm a foodie. And then keeping myself up. Because honestly, I feel like I spend a lot on like nails, hair, skincare, um, car stuff. Like honestly, car note and stuff adds up to be a lot. But other than that, that's it. What does enough look like to each of you? Mm, I'm never satisfied, so that's a hard question. I heard a lot of people say this as they get older, but I honestly think enough, outside of all the things I want and all the money I wish I had and all the material things I like, if I could just walk around and be conscious is enough. Do you have enough now? Consciously? Well, I wish I could walk a little faster, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Run a little faster, but yeah, yeah. Okay. So financially, if I could take care of my family, that would be enough. Like, literally, if I could just be like, my mom never has to work, but she has a home, and my brothers are taken care of, and, like, we were financially okay, I would feel like that was enough. doesn't have to be a trillion, a billion, Mm -hmm. but, like, honestly, like Dee said, waking up and not seeing what's in and out of your Mm -hmm. bank account and not stressing about it, because I'm a serial check my bank account mm-hmm. person, that will be enough. Thank you guys so much for talking to me about this. You're welcome. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. Thanks for that. Wasn't so spritz. bad. <laughs> On some. Yeah, I, know, I mean, I realize it is like a lot of super personal questions and also things you don't want to think about every day. I think because we know you, it's harder. Yeah. Oh, it's harder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. But if you didn't know me, you probably wouldn't come on the show. Because you'd be like, who True. is this person? You're right. Yeah. Well, we cheers. Like, What's going to happen? <laughs> Salute. <gasps> Thanks for listening to Other People's Pockets. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Word of mouth and reviews really help out the show. 
Other People's Pockets is written and hosted by me, Maya Lau. It's produced by me along with Joy Sanford and Dan Gallucci. Production help from Angela Vang. Our executive producers are me along with Jane Marie and Dan Gallucci. A special thanks to Aperol Spritzes. Other People's Pockets is a co-production of Pushkin Industries and Little Everywhere. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this show, consider subscribing to Pushkin Plus, offering bonus content and ad-free listening across our network for $4.99 a month. Look for the Pushkin Plus channel on Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm. You can sign up for Pushkin newsletters at pushkin.fm. Find me on Twitter at Maya Lau or on Instagram and TikTok at It's Maya Money. And one more thing, we would love to hear from you. Tell us, have you changed your mind about anything related to money recently? If so, what was it and what precipitated that? Leave us a voicemail at 323-540-4255. That's 323-540-4255. Or record a voice memo and send it to otherpeoplespockets at gmail.com. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there.